Really quick, before we start, I wanted to wish the happiest of birthdays to a very good friend of mine and the channel's Ghost Inc. Happy birthday, man. Hope you have a great day. And everyone else, enjoy the video. Today's story is The Pied Piper by Blake Blizzard. It's the ultimate tale of pay up or shut up. Honor started here. Promise started here. The mark of a man and humankind started here. How we complete transactions for goods with money and services started here. Or, at least the most basic, brutal version summed up moral of the story can be placed right here. Screw you, pay me. <laughs> a long time ago, in the beautiful town of Hamspa, Germany, there was a suffering unlike anything the rest of the world had seen. Spa, in German, indicates a resort-type town, but not until much later in human history. The German town will not be remembered for its relaxing springs or its friendly folk. Some would argue that the spa never should have been added to the name, for the brutal history will never be forgotten. Nor should it be. The town was overrun by huge rats. They scuttled over tiled rooftops, infested cellars, and found their way into every nook in town. They devoured every barrel of apples, ate every type of cheese, and devoured grains which the townspeople had stored for the winter. The rats were bold, and they feared no one. They stole food from tables, they fought dogs and cats, and they bit human babies. Naturally, the uh, people of Hamspaw did everything they could to rid the pests. They smoked them out of their holes and put poison down for them, but nothing worked. Every day that passed, the ferocious rats increased in number and strength. They grew bigger and the people grew thinner. All day, all night, was filled with the awful noise of rats screaming and gnawing, so much so that not a soul slept for the entirety of the rat-demic. They were so bold that they had burrowed into people's wooden homes under the dirt floor, laying siege to anything of sustenance. Finally, the townsfolk could not stand it for another bloody moment. They marched in great numbers down to the town hall and demanded furiously that the mayor and his council have to do something about the vermin. But what could they do? The mayor and the councillors were afraid of the angry mob and, of course, losing their position— they loved their beautiful fur cloaks, gold chains, and the feeling of superiority which these things gave them. This was a working-class, low-middle-class town. The mayor and his council would be considered royalty in this time. "'Surely someone can think of a way of ridding us of the rats?' cried the mayor. "'We will offer a reward to the man who can produce a solution.' The council, of course, agreed." supporting their so-called leader. 
The very next day, the town crier was dispatched to read a proclamation in the town square. He struck his bell and shouted louder than he had in a hundred lifetimes. There will be a reward of 1,000 guild for whomever is able to rid Hamspa of its plague of rats. Well, as we know, everyone, of course, was trying to get rid of the rats already, but now they tried even harder. Rat catchers and vermin exterminators came from all over Germany to try their luck and obtain a life-changing amount of money. Huge traps were dug out and baited with giant cheeses, Mad scientists concocted bubbling poisons to pour down the rat holes, but still, the rats infested the town. Understandably, the noble people of Hamspa began to complain again. What good are you, a mayor and council in fine robes with great jewels, if they cannot rid us of the lowly rat? They wailed. Once again, they marched to the town hall and beat upon the door. Inside, the mayor and his council shook in terror, hoarding the fermented brew of the time, waiting for their lives to end. Suddenly, a terrifying boom of thunder, and a great wind blew through the hall, displacing everything that was not nailed down in the middle of the marble pillars. And in the middle of it appeared a tall, thin stranger. He was dressed in a most peculiar of fashions, half in black and half in gray. In his cap he wore a raven feather. A mysterious smile played upon his lips. Some might interrupt as devilish. His eyes twinkled with a strange light, and in his hand he carried a long, thin instrument. "'Who are you?' asked the startled mayor. "'People call me the Pied Piper,' answered the strange man, I have come from halfway around the spirit realm to solve your problems and claim my reward money. Spirit realm? One of the counselors asked. Excuse me, I simply mean I have come quite a distance to help your kind. By means of my magic instrument, I can rid Hamspa of its rats. No creature upon the earth can resist my music. The mayor welcomed him warmly and begged him to begin his work at once, now promising that he would receive 100,000 killed instead of the 1,000 if he succeeded. The piper just smiled, his eyes resembling obsidian with a slight fire starting to build. The Pied Piper stepped out into the streets and began to play his music, dancing off lightly over the cobblestone. The rats began to appear, pouring like a roaring ocean tide out of the houses. Large rats small rats, young and old, following the piper as though their lives depended on it. To the piper, this was something of a routine day. To an onlooker, it was completely surreal. They watched what they thought of as the lowest form of a functioning animal seemingly heed a call to arms in such haste. It was like their little rat lives depended on it. Confusing, to say the least. On and on, the piper danced all the way across the town, with the rats eagerly surging behind him, until at last he reached the River Weaver. There he stepped into a boat, and continuing to play his sweet, slaying melody, he floated out over the deep, dark waters. The water matched his dark, cold eyes, 
and perhaps his dark, colder heart. If he had a heart. The rats came, pushing blindly to the river's edge, and they threw themselves in. All through the night, the piper's music could be heard, paired by the terrible sounds of splashing and squealing. The collective rat death knell lasted until sunrise. Every rat and Hamspaw had been drowned. That morning, there was a massive celebration in the town. There may have been soil shaking from the happiness of the dancing folk. The Bide Piper appeared in Town Hall to claim his reward, and no one appeared at all glad to see him. The townspeople fell silent, not understanding what was to come. The man saved their town, their health, and their food. One hundred thousand guild? laughed the mayor. That was merely a joke. Come, take fifty. The original price was one thousand, which was promise. I did not ask for a cent, yet when I arrived and made my promise, you raised the price to a hundred thousand. Now you will not even offer the original bounty? The Pied Piper turned his face towards the ground, his eyebrows arching, one side of his lips sneering. It is unclear whether anyone on the council could see, but if they had, they may have testified that an otherworldly presence appeared inside and out of the place of the former presence of this human piper. If you could hear a human speak fire, this would have been how the piper replied. You promised your prize, and if you do not pay me, you will soon wish you had. I can pipe other tunes, as you will soon find out. The mayor somehow unshaken drunkenly yelled, Go blow your pipe until you burst. This erased the building tension and destroyed the image that surely the town could not believe they just saw. For now, the man in front of them in black and gray was just that. A man. A man with the pipe instrument. Hm. Very well said the piper, with that sinister smile, his wardrobe slightly getting darker, as if the gray had all but disappeared to the color of his eyes. Once again, he stepped into the street and blew upon his dark art pipe. This time, the air was filled with a different sort of music. It was strange, but enchanting, better than the best fairy tale ever told. It was music which no child could resist. They came out from their houses screaming with delight and chattering to each other, not knowing where the piper and his music would lead them, but more than happy and eager to follow. All children are mindless, wanting to follow their basic animal instincts of satisfaction and avoiding pain, like rats. The townspeople could only stand and watch, frozen like statues by the enchantment of the music. Soon, every child in Hamspaw was blindly following the piper, and it looked like he was leading them down to the river weaver. Are we to see our children drowned? thought the mortified parents. But no. As they watched, the piper turned west toward Hamlin Hill. Then, a great sigh of relief went up from Hamspaw. He, he can't possibly lead our children over the hill, 
thought the town. The hill is too steep. He has to stop. As if the piper had a telepathic link to the thousands of townspeople, he advanced toward the hill, straight forward. An act which never had been seen before or since occurred. The hill shook and rose. A perfect door-like opening erected from the center of the hill. The piper, now as dark and seething as any wounded predator had ever been, entered the hole in the cave. The children followed, disappearing inside. The hill then closed, crashing with a thunderous sound as if struck by Thor himself. Only one child was left behind, a little lame boy who had not been able to keep up with the rest. He limped home sad and disappointed, knowing that he would never see the enchanted land that the music had promised to lead him to. This boy never forgot the impossible joy he was promised. He tormented his parents' life and mercifully took his own half a dozen years later. Without the children, Hamspaw was a quiet, unhappy place for many years afterwards. The mayor and his council were run out of town, and a warning was carved into the stone by Hamlin Hill. It states to this day that a promise once made should always be kept, especially if it is made to a piper dressed in black and gray. So this was Blake's take on the Pied Piper. Quite an interesting take. Uh, I quite enjoyed how it stayed very true to the original, all while spinning it in a very, very creepy way. Uh, quite enjoyed this, Blake. Thank you very much for sending this one to me. I will have more of your stories later in the month, as you know. Blake is a very good friend of the channel. Please do check out all of his stuff down in the description below, including a collection of short stories. Please check it out. He is selling it for a very reasonable price, and he writes some amazing shorts. So thank you again to Blake, and thank you to everyone who got to this point in the video. If you enjoyed, please hit that thumbs up button. If you didn't enjoy, please hit that thumbs up button. Uh, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Um, yeah. If you want to support the channel further, you can do something such as go down to join or patreon.com slash as the Raven dreams, where for a dollar a month, you can support me over, you know, those platforms. What am I talking about here? Anyways, uh, always optional, always appreciated giveaway later on in the month. There's a lot going on. So I hope you all have a beautiful weekend and I hope I'll see you next time. But until then, sleep well.